Welcome to Holding Center, a podcast created to help you own and hold center stage, not only on show day, but also in your life. I'm your host, Ashley Markham, owner of Myo Strength, and joined with me is my co-host, Ashley Spoker, owner of B&B Fit. Let's hold center. Yo, Spokes, what's up? What is going on? Welcome back, everybody. Another week of listening to us chat. Um, so I have exciting things this week. Um, I'm sure I've mentioned it. I probably have, but um, finishing up my bachelor's degree of nursing, and I submitted my last homework assignment yesterday. Um, so that was really nice. Uh, I feel like I've been in school forever. My program, you can kind of like work as you please like it's not continuous so there's periods where I took breaks took a few semesters off came back um and for our bachelor's program this I should say like shouldn't say semester I should say the class they're like five weeks so you can Mm -hmm. take five weeks off five weeks you know so it's been like a long time coming because when I launched my business I took like you know six months off and I had like two classes left so finally wrapping up those two classes it looks like I'm gonna graduate um pretty high in my class which is awesome I'm super excited um, because like when I left nursing school, my GPA was like a 2.1, which, yeah, so it's shocking to hear that. So the thing is the grading scale when you get into nursing school is really, really different. Um, like, like a 77 is an F, a 77% and anything under that is an F. So a 78 to like an 84 is a C. So if you're getting all these like 84s, like it's like a C and like, that's mm-hmm. what your you know final grade is. And mind you, nursing classes are anywhere from like four to six hour credit classes. So they weigh heavy. So like you get into nursing school with a decent GPA and then like, you know, it's like shit, man. Like, and Mm -hmm. I remember this one class I got a C in and like the, for the whole class, there was only like 85 points. It was three, it was like three tests. So like you could only miss like, I don't know, 12 questions for the whole semester on three separate tests. Right. So remember the class, like what class it was? It was psych, mm. psychology and nursing, yeah, which is really hard um, because they cram like every psych disorder in like an eight week class. And it's like, and, it, and not only is it like all of the psych disorders, it's like how you manage it, how you're a nurse, the medications that go with it too. So like, it was yeah. just like a lot. So like that was hard. So to start my bachelor's, still have like a 3.9 GPA unless I bomb this homework assignment, but I'm pretty sure my teacher doesn't fucking grade our homework assignments really. Like she's just like, yep, looks great. Fine. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. Are you taking like a a bullshit class right now anyway? Yeah. It's actually Google docs, um, (laughs) which yeah, it's actually kind of informative. Like our last project was like to make a website, like a website that you want to do on Google docs and you can publish it (laughs) and you just have like a link for it. So of course, like, I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna try and make one like for coaching and see what you know it is i'll hire you i'll pay you right (laughs) honestly there's like some stuff on there i didn't know but i went through like a lot of like i mean i use google docs and google sheets for a lot of my stuff right now um and there was just like a few like tips and tricks and things on there that i didn't know um that you can like add in and stuff like that like um we had to do like the survey, like, so like, it would be like our intake form. And then I didn't know that you can automatically link it to a spreadsheet and like the answers will just pop up and you don't even have to do any of the work. Like it's all organized by name. I was like, I didn't even, and it's like one button and it's effortless and the user doesn't have to do anything. I was like mind blown. So I'm like trying to like organize and go through all that. And like, it'll just automatically put it in a spreadsheet and have like all of the questions across the top with like the columns and the answers. And like, 
yeah, like every question that you have like comes across the top and then it'll be like the rows are like each person that has filled it out and whoever fills it out, it'll date and time it in that real time. And that's it. And I'm like, holy shit. That was so cool. So easy. So it is like a bullshit class, which makes it a lot more tolerable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to kind of go out with like something easy feels great. Um, so I will graduate in December. I probably won't go to commencement. Um, I at Ohio University, there's 10,000 people there. Graduation is like the 16th of December. Traveling is like four hours. Um, we'll see that. When I graduated was December. Oh my God, how exciting. I think, well, there's probably less people in December than like May, right? Yeah, because what I did is I finished in three years um, since I finished summer school. Um, and so I wanted to walk and graduate since I was like the first person in my college to do that. So we're, we're alumni together, though. So whenever you want to go to homecoming, we can go to OU together. Oh, my God. Yes. Bobcats. Yes. <laughs> we we're so Bobcats, too. We're part Dude. of the, the, the 2% that doesn't drink. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I did drink there a few times. I wasn't a student, though. But um, we should get matching jumpsuits, like hoodies and sweatpants. Dude, no, matching tattoos. Oh. The Bobcat. Top right. I don't have oh, any tattoos, dude. Right here. Oh, right on the titty? Yeah. 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 Dude, we should do video. We should put videos on YouTube of our podcast. We're just too funny to like not see it in our faces. Oh my God. I know. And since like I usually talk with my hands a lot too, I feel like it's just comical. We'll get into that. Maybe we'll put that on on the gram and have people vote because why not? Get some. Oh yeah. Like, do you want to see our faces? Right. <laughs> you want to watch me eat? Because I'm eating right now. Right. Do you want? Yeah. See me like finagle my hair a hundred times because it's out of control 90 percent mm-hmm. of the time I'm on here um but how was your week how have you been dude we're, we're hanging in there we got to ohio yesterday the flight was i mean the flight was fine but like i was telling you off air there were like four families with kids under the age of two and all of those families kids like they wanted to start a screamo band and they rehearsed the entire flight and it was just like dear god and then the two people next to me were like two Karens and like just hearing their conversations like they were total strangers but I swear to god by the end of the hour and a half flight they were best friends they were changing phone numbers and stuff like that but they were like some of of the most ignorant women that I have ever sat beside and they were just like I don't want to say borderline racist but some of their conversations I was just like this is not like literally I was just like thinking to myself just eating like my meal on the flight like oh my god like only in charleston would you like say crap like this and like people just like oh it's fine but it's like good lord some of the shit coming out of their mouths i was like do you have no filter Ooh, you think they're from charleston and they were coming to ohio or you think they're ohioans no no no. um they were definitely they i know their life stories both of them like have like property (laughs) in like mount pleasant somerville and then they have family in, in kentucky and indiana so like it's both, right? Like they have like the both the the Midwestern vibes and then also like the Charleston high class. And like still so, I was just ugh. No, yeah, they were probably raised in Kentucky trash, no offense to anybody, but like uh-huh. backcountry shit. And then they upgraded to Charleston and they're bougie now. So I'm sure mm-hmm. that makes sense as mm-hmm. to like why they act. They think they're so good because they came from wherever they came from. Wherever they came from, the depths of hell. Mm-hmm. No, that's no, good. Um, I'm gonna go say goodbye to grandma. Um, drop some flowers off at her grave later today. Um, it was actually really sweet. 
um, when I was driving home, there was like a horrible, horrible rain. Um, so that was kind of fun to drive through, but then like, try not to get emotional. There was a, uh, when I was driving to my mom's, um, I saw a double rainbow and that's really special to me for obviously a lot of reasons. Cause like, you know, a rainbow is still very special, but one, when Eric and I got married in Athens, it snowed and it rained and it was sunny on the same day in May. Um, but what? after everything concluded, there was a double rainbow. So that I took as a sign, um, that like grandma made at home. Yeah, dude. No. Yeah. Like the universe doesn't yeah. make coincidences in my opinion, yeah. like everything happens for a reason. So I'm really happy that you got to experience that, that, that like definitely was, was yeah. grandma there. So it was like everything aligned for you to be yeah. where you were and see it. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, sorry for, for the loss of your grandma. It's hard. And Thank you. Hard, but you know, you'll get at least some type of closure today seeing mm-hmm. her. Yeah. So um, I'll put flowers by her grave and then also go see grandpa because I mean, they were best friends. They were married 65 years. Holy shit. I don't even want to live that long. I, right? <laughs> 65 <laughs> years. Um, And then we read her obituary and Eric was like, oh, my granny that he lost um a year ago, um, my his granny and my grandma worked at the same hospital. And so they, they probably like worked together and they, they both were named Emma. No shit. Yeah. I was like, that is so weird. So I'm going to go see uh, my in-laws tomorrow and ask them um, if that's where granny worked, because I'm pretty sure they worked at the same hospital together. That is so crazy, dude. And like synchronicity is like, oh, I have chills. Oh my God. I'm all about that weird Mm -hmm. like shit. And before people think that like, if there's any type of incestuous thing, the grandma that I lost is not blood related. So it's fine. It's, oh my it's, god i didn't even like think about that Someone bro it's that. ohio borderline kentucky you never know um, yeah there's <laughs> usually not a lot of rules man me and someone were just talking about that like oh we were talking about it at my my nursing job because someone found out that they did that ancestry.com and found out that their husband was their cousin <gasps> and they have like three kids yeah and they're like well what do we do like i'm like well you already fucked at that point like what does it matter like you know what i'm saying like oh dude that reminds me so we were watching this really, it was not really old, it was from 2006, but, you know, old comparatively. It's called Prestige. And it had, like, a lot of big-name actors. It was a, a shoot of a Roland film. I don't know, the same guy that did the Batmans with um Christopher um, Nolan. Christopher yeah. Nolan film. And it had, um like, all of, like, the cast of Batman, practically. It had, like, Michael Caine. It had um, the, the Batman guy. I can't think of his name. Um christian bale it had scarlett johansson and a bunch of other like actors and actresses that are pretty prominent such a phenomenal film about like magic and like magic shows and stuff like that magicians and stuff like that and i don't want to like do a spoiler or anything like that but like there were like clones and twins and then eric was like i wonder what would happen if two sets of twins got married like what would their children be and so he looked it up and it's called yeah it it happens right but they're called double cousins because like well they're siblings technically well so if you have like two male twins and two female twins that are not related and they get married and then they have kids like their kids are double cousins but wouldn't they well if they're identical like if identical twins marry identical twins because identical twins have the same dna wouldn't they be siblings because the siblings would all have the same chromosomes i wonder if if they had kids 
and the kids were like twins as well because obviously that's a lot of twin genes maybe it'd be like that'd be some weird that'd be some weird like kentucky bluegrass like oh they'd They'd be in a lab they would live their life in a lab for sure dude for sure but yeah like are yeah i got double cousins double cousins so you know what's funny i have to ask the girl that i work with she so she calls her cousins her brother and sister cousins because her dad's identical twins and they married her mom and her mom's sister does that make sense okay sure so it would be like her dad because his twin has the same dna is like married to the the same person does that make sense so they all share this like half of the same chromosomes i guess so but they're like cousins but also like half siblings because the dads have the same dna and they married a pair of sisters so if it was just like just one person and they married, yeah it's not crazy so like they they call each other yeah like she's like yeah oh like my my brother cousin or something and i'm like what does that even mean my brother cousin yeah. my brother bear well like, yeah like she yeah no she's she's also like african-american so i was like is that some like slang term i don't fucking know and she's like no dude like here's the story and i was like that's fucking crazy yeah. like fucking nuts and i was like was there like nobody else that your families hung out with that they were like we're just gonna marry everybody in the family <laughs> oops but yeah anyways um speaking of you and and being in Ohio right now and, and visiting your family um, that leads us to our topic today, which is traveling as a bodybuilder and while bodybuilding. And, you know, there's, there's going to be um, an extreme point and, and a not extreme, obviously, um, if you're in prep and you're traveling versus just, you know, when you're in your off season, um, prep is obviously going to be the extreme, but we're mostly just going to lay down like tips for you. Mm-hmm. And how to be successful, like while you are traveling, because it, like one, it can be a really big stressor when you're like, shit, I want to stay on plan. I need to stay on plan. Right. Um, you know, and it, it's, it's definitely can be difficult when you don't know. Um, yeah. that was something that like, I didn't like experience like the first time I traveled, um, while I was, I was actually in prep, um, because we know my backstory is I just started bodybuilding and went right into a prep. I didn't like have any you know um foundation there so um for me my first traveling experience was um driving from florida to ohio and i pre-cooked all my food and brought it in coolers which was like not the most ideal no that's smart that's what we do when we travel by car uh well it was like a 13 hour drive and like my family lives in ohio so it was like why wouldn't i just do some of the things that we're gonna say when i got here right like why didn't i just grow oh you mean you packed all of your meals pre cooked it weighed it all out put it in tupperware containers and had like 10 coolers because all of these cup tupperware containers and it was so fucking stressful we kept stopping to like fill up on ice and i was like why am i like because i didn't i like literally could not think any further and like i didn't have the support of my coach it was just like yeah like you can travel have fun stay on track end story Mm, like nothing and it was like, hey, like we're we're driving through the night. I remember I asked this one question. I was like, we're driving through the night, and like I'm gonna probably be driving at night. Like, what are some tips so I'm not like snacking in the car? Oh, you can have like a few diet sodas and some gum. That was like the only education I got on on traveling <laughs> when it comes to like being a bodybuilder. So today we want to obviously share a whole bunch of knowledge and tips and stuff that, that we have utilized. Um, you know, <clears throat> traveling. I have traveled during my prep 
um, for five different shows. Uh, when I was in the health phase, I traveled, which was extremely hard as well. Um, and a lot of these times I was traveling by plane. So we are going to run down the list here. Ash is going to start since she's the one that just traveled and it's super fresh in her mind. That's right. So I think it does depend upon like your mode of transportation when it comes to travel, because obviously that's going to require different like you know, setups and preparation. So obviously if you're flying by plane, you have to be considerate of TSA, um, missing flights, stuff like that. Like what can you bring to the airport? What can you bring on your carry-on? What do you have to check in your bag? Versus obviously if you're driving in a car, you have a little bit more luxury, but like Ash figured out, space becomes still an issue. Um, as much as our Tupperwares are really nice, usually plastic baggies are the way to go because mm -hmm. they're able to, you know, keep a, a less robust shape versus Tupperwares are the size of your Tupperwares. So unless you have like, you know, your, your Tupperware party, all the like little lids and stuff like that, that like interchange and interlock, like chances are you're going to be like kind of crushed for space. So since I traveled by plane, the first thing that I had to consider was TSA. And obviously TSA is not trying to take your creatine, right? They're looking for your cocaine. So when it comes to kind of getting through TSA without like either setting off the like alarms or getting things confiscated is one, obviously remembering no liquids, right? Or if you are doing liquids, they have to be within like a little like quart size baggie, but that's usually more for like hygienic stuff, not things for bodybuilding. So for bodybuilding, if you're going to pack your full on meals for the flight, so that way you can save money um, when it comes to not eating out, but then also staying on plan, like you're pretty good there. They're not going to pull your chicken and rice. Like my chicken and rice was fine. The only thing that TSA typically will kind of flag is your nut butters, right? And so to get around that, what you can do instead of like buying a jar of peanut butter, even if it's unopened, they have like little Justin snack packs, like little like packs of peanut butter that usually are just two tablespoons worth, or even like you know, like a Kroger brand, but usually if you leave those, especially in the box, TSA won't confiscate them because it's not technically like a liquid, it's a paste, but even then paste is like, is weird. They're weird. With yeah. And it, it's, it's like hit or miss. Like I've had some TSA agents like confiscate yep. shit like that and other ones will be like, they don't want to deal with it. Yep. So it's kind of like person depend, like dependent. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I will say about like TSA and traveling with food Oh, 90% of the time, actually, I think out of all the times I've traveled, there's only been one time where I have made it straight through the line. They didn't pull my bag to the side to kind of go through that lunch pail, like the lunchbox that's in my bag. Um, so when you are flying you and you are bringing your food, plan for a little bit of extra time in case they do have to pull it aside. They probably will test like your creatine and your supplement supplements. Like for me, if I'm checking a bag, I just throw it all in that my check bag because I don't want to deal with it at TSA. I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Um, but like, otherwise you're going to have to bring it. Um, and they will like fondle you fondle it a little bit i remember like one time i had a banana and the guy's like i'm gonna touch the banana and i was like okay he's like you know people are getting really creative with um this is what the tsa guy said to me and i was like what the fuck he was like um he was like people are getting really creative with the way that they can um manipulate the shape of a bomb and they can wrap it in a banana peel and i was like sir i'm just a bodybuilder um and i'm like i'm I was, I was like, so you're trying to tell me there's a banana bomb. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to feel how heavy it weighs. I'm like, I could probably tell you it's like 112 grams. 
<laughs> she's like, uh, without the peel, it's 112 grams. With the peel, we're looking at 145. <laughs> right. And he's like kind of looking at me. I was like, I can tell you the measurements of everything in every single container in there if you need me to. Like if you're worried about the weight of something, like, of course. So yeah, that's just like one thing I like to, to recommend as well. Is like just plan for a little bit of extra time. Another thing that I've seen people do that I personally haven't done. I live really, really close to the airport by my house. Like it's like a 10 minute drive. So I will bring extra. Yeah, it's sweet. I know I will bring extra Ziploc bags. I will go over to um, like Dunkin' or like one of the food places that are open and just ask them to fill it with ice so I can use that as like an ice pack. I have seen people like I live close enough that like my ice pack, like won't be liquid by the time I get through TSA. I have seen people do um, frozen vegetables, like a bag of frozen veggies in their thing that stay cold. Yep. So you can technically bring an ice pack or bring ice as long as it stays solid by the time you're through TSA. So like, I'm fortunate enough to do that. But like, if you're like, oh, I got like a 30 minute drive, like, yeah, you may be risking it. And then they'll either toss it, um, which, you know, at the end of the day, is it that big of a deal if you lost a fucking ice pack? Probably not. Uh, but you can always just ask like one of the little restaurants around to give you like a bag of ice and just put it in your your lunch cooler um, to keep your food cold while you're traveling. In full transparency, I don't even do that. Like Dude. The, the the meals that I pack on a flight, I mean, we're talking like a few hours of not refrigeration. Like mm-hmm. the chance of me, like, especially because again, I'm like cooking my things already. Yeah. Like, it's just cold or lukewarm when I eat it. And it's really, for me, not a big deal whatsoever. Cause that's what I did is I packed my, my meals in a clear Tupperware container, which is also important because chances are your, your stuff is going to get pulled, right? There's mm-hmm. likely things that are like when they're going through the x-ray that they're like, Hmm, what is this? But if you pack your food in clear baggies and clear Tupperware, it makes the TSA agents jobs a lot easier. They can like, you know, scan whatever they need to scan or look through it and just move you along. And that's what I did. And so Thinking about like making sure that things are clear um, in Tupperwares and baggies. Um, your supplements can be put in pill boxes too with like a clear lid so they can just see that it's supplements. Um, let's also talk about like food ideas. So we already kind of talked about nut nut butters. Uh, obviously, whey protein is like, duh, it's kind of like a bodybuilding staple. Um, as far as like your protein goes, you can do like canned or bagged chicken, like the little like not tuna rice packet like the you know little tuna packets and the chicken packets mm, yeah. that are already pre-cooked those are pretty good to do for just like quick stuff i would opt for the packets not like the cans because like it's kind of like again a space issue and plus like heavy I, yeah it is i've also cracked open a can of tuna and it's like they have a lot of liquid in it too so then it's like uh, yeah, it's, yeah while you're on the plane like and it's like you hit turbulence you're like sorry everyone now it's gonna smell like um i smell like fish right yeah like, yeah, that'd probably be like on a Delta flight, like Delta had to do another hazmat turnaround because now there's fish everywhere instead of Exactly, diary. exactly. <laughs> but that's a pretty good exhaustive list for like your protein sources. Because again, it's not like you're packing your food for the week per se. It's more just like for the flight and the travel. For, you know, your uh, carb sources, we can do fruit sticks. I mean, you can even bring regular fruit. Like if you don't yeah, want to like fruit, do. like just regular fruit. Like an um, apple, like, yeah. you know, I've brought, I've literally have brought in like, raspberries blueberries blackberries in a bag sometimes yeah. i get a little smash but i just use a spoon eat it it's yeah. fine there you it's go like jam at that point <laughs> yeah exactly uh, one, rice cakes yeah rice cakes is like a 
uh, like a landmine dude honestly it's so great but mm-hmm. it's like it's crazy because when you think about these things you're like oh you should be able to find them at the airport they don't have snacks like this i i like they, it's really hard to find fruit it's really hard to find rice cakes um you're gonna correct me here in a second because they're see, starting wait, wait. to change though i see it like right. i see little fruit cups and i appreciate the effort yeah nasty but sure one thing i will say that you can find typically if you're like kind of like oh man like i didn't have whatever in a little bit of a crunch is usually like beef jerky um which can kind of help with protein well you can but i mean it's like eight dollars a bag but that's something you can also pack too you know mm-hmm. if you like those chopsticks like those are easy to to put in your bag as well um but like ash was saying yeah like rice rice cakes fruits um the little rice packets as well um you know and and at airports typically they they you can find a microwave too just like they'll have them like by like either in like random spots or you can honestly again ask you know one of the people in the back if they have a mcdonald's has a microwave come on they don't cook their real shit like let's go i actually haven't seen a microwave the only thing that i could think of is like potentially in like a mother's room where if you have to like heat up like infant formula but even then like i actually haven't ever seen a microwave amongst my travel so i'm just rocking the the cold lukewarm stuff yeah i mean like i said like you said like it's not that big of a deal it's just like one day while while traveling Mm -hmm. um and then we already kind of talked about like your fats you can bring like the nuts um nut butter packets you can bring a little bag of nuts um ash actually just like a few minutes ago was eating this little avocado guacamole cup that looked really good um Mm -hmm. that you can kind of shove in your bag and those are all going to be like the individual packets that are um you know less than the three ounces and you should just be able to to squeeze right by TSA without any issues. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And those are all like great, like travel foods and stuff like that. But like, what happens when you like get to your hotel or get to your Airbnb? And this is where things can get maybe like a little dicey if you've never done it before. So obviously, hopefully if you're doing Airbnb, you got a kitchen, mm-hmm. like or a kitchenette, like chances are you're not having to worry about if there's a fridge or a microwave, right? Like chances are you have a whole baller setup. However, with, um, hotels, sometimes that is hit or miss. And so what you can do is you can request a mini fridge and microwave to be in your room or ask for some other type of accommodations. Keep in mind that like, it's not unreasonable to ask for these things, not necessarily even just from like a a food standpoint, because there are some people that like to have food in the hotel, but also again, keeping in mind that there are people like diabetics that have to keep their insulin cold. Mm -hmm. So again, it's not unheard of to have these recommendations. Um, And usually what happens, especially if you're at bodybuilding shows, they won't put microwaves in your room, but they'll have communal microwaves. So just ask your hotel plan accordingly. Um, They're usually very, very amenable. And the worst absolute case scenario, you can buy a microwave at Walmart and just return it once you're done. Like I know plenty of people have done that. Um, There are also like, also if you're traveling by car, I forgot to mention this, there is also portable microwaves. So if you like can't stomach like cold rice, for whatever reason, like, again, that's fine. There are like places, like little things on Amazon where it's like a portable microwave that you can use in your car. Mm-hmm. So that's another like opportunity as well um, to, because I know some people can't do cold rice. Like for Eric, he can't eat cold rice because it really is hard for him to digest. For me, it's like, you know, a vortex in there. I don't really have issues, but I know some people do. Um, yeah, there's like, like you said, I think you're talking about like the, I've seen like heat, pa- like elements that 
you can plug into like the cigarette outlet thing. That's like the portable like microwave thing. It's like a little like box and like essentially it's like a microwave, but it's more soft and it heats the food up. A lot of um truck drivers use them actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually had an athlete like, a few years ago that was a truck driver and that's what he would use for his meals was like this like portable thing that he plugged into like the cigarette lighter and it would just like it was kind of like it it reminded me of like a padded like stovetop because it would just like get hot and you could just put your like Tupperware on there and heat it up you just set it on there he's like yeah I just set it on there while I'm driving for a few minutes and I can just pick it up and eat it and it's hot I'm like that's fucking sweet dude um so that's like Ash said that's something to look into um have you you said you've never really had like resistance with like getting a mini fridge in your room I've never stayed in a hotel I'm an Airbnb like through and through excuse me so um I was just curious as like have you ever called and they're like we can't do that I mean, there are some places that just like, maybe they're like less nice hotels um, mm-hmm. or they're like, what I've noticed is if they're like dungy crap hotels, or if they're super bougie, they might not accommodate the, the mic, the, the mini fridge situation. Right. Cause like mm-hmm. either they don't have the funds or they have a restaurant in house where they're like, no, come eat with us. Right. So what we have done is we have legit bought a cooler from mm-hmm. Walmart with ice packs and you're at a hotel. So you have ice out your ears with the ice machine. And so literally every morning we just fill it up. Now, granted, we're not buying frozen food, but we just fill up the cooler that we bought from Walmart with a bunch of ice. And then at the end of the night, we drain it in the bathtub and then rinse and repeat. And we've done that. That's actually what we did in my contest prep when we were um, evacuating from a hurricane is the hotel didn't have a mini fridge. And so we just bought a cooler and just had ice and we just made it work. And again, this was peak week. Right. So not an ideal mm-hmm. situation, but sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Yeah. No, like honestly, like when it, it gets down to like your goals and like bodybuilding. And, and that's why we thought this podcast was, was extremely export, important mm-hmm. because like as coaches and like even as individuals, like we've seen people like just completely fall off when it comes to traveling and um, not being able to, you know, stay compliant. They feel worse most of the times and guilty, um, especially if you're in prep, like there is no room for air. So you cannot be like, Oh yeah, they didn't have a mini fridge. I guess I'll just go figure out what's downstairs and kind of, you know, eyeball it and order like absolutely fucking not. I would I would kill somebody. Um like that can happen. So another thing too is like when you're traveling like Ash got, you know, into town today. She has a lot of things going on with with her family, places to be, meetings, things like that. Um so it's not always ideal to be able to go in the grocery store and see what's going on, right? So they're like even when you're when the airplane lands and you like literally wheels touch down, you're sitting on the airplane wake waiting for everyone to get their stuff out, look up the grocery stores that are close by, look up, you know, Uber Eats or like whatever these other apps are. Mostly like a lot of companies have their own, like Walmart has their own. You can just order the groceries, you know, on either pick them up on the way to your hotel Airbnb or even have them delivered. Like when I was in Hawaii, I ordered a bunch of groceries. They came right to the hotel um, and they came literally right as we were pulling up. So like, I didn't have to wait. I already had my food there because I only packed so many meals while I was traveling. So I could just like cook, get things started, like right then and there, um, especially like if you are traveling for while you're in prep and like meal timing matters you know you have a bunch of other things you have to do you have to get to your athlete meeting you don't want to be moseying around the store um and and trying to figure that out as well like figuring out like where these items are in the store if you know you can just order it done get it sent to the house it's like no stress no worry like it's super easy and it's great that it's 2023 and like we have that fucking option now Mm -hmm. absolutely i think at the end of the day when it comes to traveling as bodybuilders like it's important to keep things in mind one plan ahead i mean as bodybuilders we should be planning ahead anyway even just in our daily schedule 
right? Um, travel's no different. Plan ahead. Also keep it simple. Like this is not the time to bust out like your culinary expertise where you have a billion different ingredients. Like I get that like food should taste good and I'm all for it. And I'm definitely one that has like a lot of more complex meals when it comes to like my ingredients. But when I travel, instead of having six, seven different items in a meal, it's like three or four. I have a protein, Mm -hmm. I have a carb and I have a fat, right? And vegetables and fruit, whatever. But I'm not like doing like four different like ingredients, like a super salad, right? I'm just keeping it as simple as possible. That way I don't stress myself out and I don't stress Eric out or whatever. Um, When it comes to like being at your destination, again, plan ahead. Like look at what gyms are close by to your, your hotel, your Airbnb, your parents' house, whatever. A lot of gyms offer day passes. Sometimes they offer free trial. Sometimes it's like 10, 15, 25 bucks, right? Do your due diligence and see what's around you. So that way you can plan for success. And then remind yourself to keep active and stay on top of your water and all the other bodybuilder things, right? Like traveling can be super stressful, especially if you're traveling by by car and plane. You can like swell up and have some edema because of the pressure changes and you're not active as much. So make sure that you continue to check your boxes, no matter your situation. Like it can seem overwhelming at first because you're in a new environment, you're out of your rhythm and your routine, but honestly, like it's really not that hard to continue to check your boxes. You just have to make it a priority and again, plan for it right? Like mm-hmm. don't just like leave it up to chance because chances are, if you do that, you're not going to be checking your boxes. You're not going to have a good check-in with your coach and you're going to be feeling like a failure, which isn't a fun feeling. Right. Yeah. So that's like going to be the key point of this podcast is obviously planning ahead, like planning what days you're going to train, typically not on the same day that you're traveling, um, unless, you know, you're a wizard and you can do that. I usually can't. Um, like Ash said, like planning your meals ahead too. Like, what are you going to get when like, you know, you order your food from the store, like have it simple, have it easy. Um, you know, obviously too notifying like your coach as well that you are traveling in the first place. Um, they can also, you know, give you some guidance as well, but like just planning ahead, like maybe if you are traveling and it happens to be like your check-in day or your check-in day falls in like one of those days when you're not in your, your regular spot as well. Um, you know, so if you have to check in, like planning ahead, like bringing your heels, bringing your suit, um, things like that. Like those are things to consider. It's not just like, oh shit, like I'm traveling. I forgot. Like, no, like you still are going to be held to, you know, a reasonably high standard um, because, you know, this, this matters. It matters to you. It matters to your goal. It matters to your coach. Um, So, you know, rather than just like throwing the towel in the, in the bag and saying like, well, it's, it is what it is. Like it is really possible. It, you know, it's doable. We've done it. We've done it multiple times in prep off season. Um, So, you know, hopefully a lot of these tips can, can help. Um, I know Ash touched on like water as well. Um, that's like literally water and steps are going to be the easiest things you can do while you're on vacation, walking around the airport water. You can bring an empty jug, um, through TSA as well. Um, and fill it up. Like I bring my hydro jug or you can bring a shaker bottle you just walk right through, find a water fountain, fill it up. Um, same thing. Like if you're, you know, traveling, um, via car, you can always stop places, either buy water at a gas station or, um, you know, fill it up at, um, Honestly, like McDonald's, you can ask them to like give you like water and stuff, but yeah. um, typically you can probably just like buy gallons of water. But most importantly, it's going to definitely just be like planning ahead and making sure that those boxes are being being checked like while you're away, because like your lifestyle and who you are doesn't necessarily change just because you're in a different environment. Mm-hmm. Completely, completely agree. 
I think it's also important to talk about, I know traveling can be super stressful, especially if you have like layovers or like long car drives, but now is not the time to go from like 150 to 200 milligrams of caffeine to like a thousand. And I am speaking to myself, right? It is so easy to overdo caffeine when traveling because like you want to stay alert, you want to stay present, but at the same time, like I promise you, it's not worth like that extra stress on your adrenals, on your, your anxiety. Like it's also like a diuretic as well. So it can dehydrate you further if you're not staying on top of your water. But again, I wanted to add that caveat in because like caffeine is one of those things I even struggle with monitoring. And this time I was super proud of myself. I only had like my three cups of coffee. I didn't get an energy drink at the airport. I didn't get another like Starbucks drink when I was at the airport Mm. or on the plane. Like, and here's the deal. When I got to my destination, I had no issues sleeping, right? Because I was like, my caffeine was done by like 11. Yeah. I think honestly, it's like when you bring that up, I think of like, it's either like a comfort thing or like a boredom thing for people. It's yeah. like, oh my God, I'm in the airport. I'm already stressed with a whole bunch of other things. Okay. Like, let me just get like a coffee. Let me just get like an energy drink. Like that's familiar. That's normal. Like, but like you said, it's very, very easy to overdo it. If you get one right when you get there, if you had coffee before you even left, oh, an energy drink. Cool. I'll pick that up and drink it while I'm on the plane. When I land, oh, I, I maybe I need another one to get through the rest of the day and do all the things I have to do. And by that point, like you're at like 700 milligrams, you probably feel like shit. And then if you haven't shit your pants yet, you probably will like sometimes, right? Which, you know, can be not the, not the worst thing when you're traveling. Cause sometimes people get constipated, but besides yeah. the, yeah, caffeine was a really, really good, um, point too because I I have definitely abused it in the past as well mm-hmm. and then you get to your your new environment and you know sleep can be a little bit um, of an issue to begin with and that's just you know fueling the fire and throwing gasoline on it mm-hmm. um, and making things worse yeah I think the last thing to touch on is that important part of digestion because I'm usually someone that gets constipated when I travel okay. and this morning had a normal actually you know what I would say above normal BM where I just fully evacuated because I did all my things. I got my airport steps. I stayed on top of my meals. I stayed on top of my water. I didn't abuse caffeine. And I tried to stick with a normal wind down routine, even though I'm not in my like normal like house and normal like MO. I still had a full like at least seven and a half hours of sleep, got up, did my normal thing, had my normal business, and I was fine. And because I planned ahead, I don't have to go to the grocery store. I can spend time with my loved ones as needed. Um, I already know where I'm going to go train and I'm actually going to look at a bunch of other gyms just to, you know, kind of prepare for the move to Ohio whenever and Eric and I are able to move to, back up to Ohio. But yeah, so there's no stress. Like, again, I'm still doing my athlete check-ins. Obviously I'm recording a podcast right now. So because I planned ahead, the only thing that really changed is I'm in Ohio instead of Charleston. Mm-hmm. The weather. <laughs> Dude, there's leaves. There's leaves that are changing. Like, I don't know if you can see that out the window. But yes, like, I forgot you guys. Yeah, you don't yes, experience dude, that. They're like they're like reds and oranges and yellows. And I'm like, oh my god, Ash is gonna be outside later today, like raking up a pile of leaves and just laying in it. Dude, <laughs> literally, I, I'm about to like go like strangle the trees just for leaves to fall so I can just like do my little like Insta girl like photo leaf shoot. Oh, please do, please do tag me. <laughs> yes. Perfect. But I think that is all we have for, for today. And hopefully next time you guys travel, you use some of these tips and it makes it a little bit easier for you guys um, along the way, or just a little bit, you know, improved 
um, compliance when it comes to traveling and getting, you know, your water, your steps, your food, um, you know, decreasing stress along the way, getting those, those movements and steps in and planning ahead. So if you guys have any questions or need us, you know where to find us on Instagram. But other than that, we will talk to you guys soon. All right. Peace. Adios.